Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning in today. My name is William Betzelberger. I am the host and founder of the Resilient Masculinity Podcast and Movement. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for listening. Welcome. Welcome back. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. If you do, please leave a rating, subscribe, share, engage, and, and truly share this to someone who you think could have a good listen to it, who would be encouraged or inspired by it, so that we can continue to equip the men in our lives, our fellow brothers, our fellow masculine, resilient men, so that they can be capable, resilient men in their families, in their communities, in their businesses, and their churches. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about why simply being conservative is not enough. And what do I mean by that? And of course, right as I said conservative, about half the audience left, right? Because probably half the people listening to this may not always identify themselves as conservative. I do identify towards conservatism because I believe there's something left to conserve. Although I do have a bit of maybe a little bit more libertarian in me as well. I generally like to be left alone. That being said, my chief complaint with libertarianism is it's really just a derivative of humanism. I do believe there is moral law. I believe that there is just law. Um, let's not devolve into anarchy, right? And of course, I know that's not all uh, libertarians. Just that is a generalized, I guess, end to their, their ideology. So what do I mean when I say cons- being a conservative is not enough? I mean that Jeremy's razors, for as good as they are, as solid of an ad as that was, it was also bad. Because something that the folks at the Daily Wire may not have calculated, may not have taken into account, or maybe they did. And in which case, I think they did a very bad job of accounting for it, is sexualizing the women in that ad is exactly how we got to this point. Okay, and of course, you're going to get, I'm going to be called, you know, I just want to be old-fashioned, like in the 1950s, you know, oh, you just want everything to be like Leave it to Beaver, or, you know, the Brady Bunch, or I Dream a Genie or Bewitched, or, you know, the Dick Van Dyke Show, or whatever, you know, the Beverly Hillbillies. Take your pick of any of the older-styled shows. I did tend to watch a lot of those growing up, and I'm okay with that. Um, But a lot of times I'll be told, oh, well, you just want to be, like, what, back in the 1950s, where the, the women stayed in the kitchen all day and made the sandwiches, and that was it? No. No, not at all. Because the 1950s came right before the 1960s. Yeah, I know, shocking. It really did. The 1950s came before the 1960s. So whatever was being peddled in the 50s gave birth to the 60s. 
We see the sexual revolution in the 60s. We see the, I would say, the start of the decline of the American uh, society, of American society, because we lost our dedication to our founding. And our true founding was a Christian nation. And why would I say that? Because I believe being conservative is not enough. I believe that if you want to have a righteous, a capable, a strong, resilient nation, it has to be a Christian nation. A nation that, that adheres to the idea that there is one God, one creator, and he is the king of all. And because he is the king of all, we are subject to him and his laws. And we don't make our own laws. We follow his laws, his rules. And we do not bend the knee to the woke ideology that you can be whatever you want to be. That, you know, if you're a boy, little Timmy can become little Susie and little Susie can become little Timmy. No, that's not how this works. That is not how this works. I am not advocating for theocracy, however. I am not saying that we need a Christian nation by force, okay? That is not how Christianity works. That is, that is how the Spanish Inquisition happened, which was a horrible, horrible misstep on the part of the Catholic Church. That was horrid. Nowhere in the Bible does it allow for a nation to conquer another nation and say, you are Christian now, now go you heathens, ye savages, and become Catholic. No, it doesn't say that. It's a horrible, horrible misrepresentation of the gospel. And ab just absolutely atrocious. Nowhere should it have ever happened under the name of Christ. That being said, it did. It did happen. I can't go back in history and rewrite it. History is not here to be my friend. It is here to be my teacher. Therefore, we shall learn from it. And learn from it, we shall. So instead of thinking of a theocracy, I would say, think of it as a Christian society. And what I mean by that is a society with enough people who genuinely believe in God as king. Leavening. Okay, the, the idea in the Bible is that, you know, even a little bit of yeast leavens the dough, right? It, it permeates the dough, and it makes the bread better. It makes the bread bread. Same thing with a Christian nation. It's not that everyone's going to be Christian, but it's that there's going to be enough Christian influence to genuinely bring about a good, moral, righteous society. And that is what we had at the beginning of this nation. That is truly what this nation was founded on or to be like. Okay, You had the majority of our Congress, the majority of our patriots, our founding fathers, were deists and Christian. Um, I'm related to one of the, the signers, Benjamin Rush, uh, signers, I believe, of the Declaration of Independence. I don't believe the Constitution. I think it was the Declaration of Independence. 
but he said he was called an aristocrat and a democrat, but he just wanted to be known as a Christocrat. And I agree with that. Liberal, conservative, you know, libertarian, Republican, Democrat, those things mean nothing. Those things mean nothing. My political ideology is based off of one thing and one thing only, and that is that there is one God, there is one king, his name is Jesus, and that one day every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Since I talk to a primarily Christian audience, and this is primarily a Christian podcast, that shouldn't come to a shock to many who listen to this. Now, maybe you're not a Christian and this message turns you off. That's okay. Go ahead. You don't have to keep listening. Or if you're intrigued, go ahead and keep listening. I'd like to hear your thoughts and your comments and genuinely have a good conversation with you. Now, this is, of course, to my fellow Christians. What does this mean? What, what kind of, a, how can we make a Christian society, and specifically as men, since we are called to be the spiritual leaders of our households, we're called to be the spiritual shepherds, right? I pastor my wife. Even though I'm not a ordained minister, I still am called to pastor my wife and pastor my children. Lord willing that we have them. Lord bless us. And Okay, that's our responsibility. How do we do that? How do we make a society, a culture, Christian or Christian again? And that's going to be different. The answer is the same and it's different. If you're starting out, you start by finding a community, a true community of Christians. Start with your church. Start with your church. Start making a community out of your church. And I don't mean just on Sunday and Wednesday. I mean every day. Every day, talk to each other, meet together, have meals together, share economies with each other, spend, spend money with each other. When my wife sells baked goods. You know, your husband can help me rake leaves, you know, stuff like that. Like, build our own communities. Start with your church. Start with other Christian uh, business owners. Okay, there's there's a Christian man in the local area who I want to have on the podcast one day. Uh, several, actually. Uh, one is a farmer who my parents got meat from, and I want to get meat from as well. I want to support him and his family. Uh, one of my previously previous places of employment was employed by a Christian. Uh, man who ran a coffee shop, and I want to have him on here. Uh, there's Christian leaders that I'd love to have on, pastors, elders, uh, men who are who lead in the community who are professing Christians, and I want to have them on so that we can discuss more what it means to be a man, what does it mean to lead both in a spiritual setting but also in a everyday setting. As a Christian man, how does that dictate how you run a business? For example, the Christian farmer, how does he treat his animals? How does he treat his livestock? How does he treat his crop? You know, does, 
Does he use hormones? Does he not use hormones? Does he use fertilizer or is he organic? How does he view customers? What is, you know, what is ethical farming? What is sustainable agriculture? You know, we hear a lot about agricultural being unsustainable. What about sustainable agriculture? How, how do you balance that with good stewardship of the resources God gave you and making a profit? Yeah, are those two opposed ideas or can they be, you know, complementary? Same with the coffee shop. How can you serve your customers as a Christian? And is that ethical to charge them X amount for a cup of coffee? Those are the questions. Those are the discussions I seek to have on this uh, podcast as we grow, as I get better at this, right? This is a learning process for me. I need to learn how to become a better podcaster, a better host, and also as we grow, we get better equipment, we can host better things, and I want this to be a movement where Christian men are encouraged and where you guys are, are inspired to take leadership of your families and your churches and your businesses and your community to step out and actually be a force for good and for God. Again, this all ties into that idea of building a Christian society. What does that look like? Ultimately, it looks like Christian families engaging with each other. Ultimately, that is what society is. If the family is the basic building block of society, which it is, then all society is is just building block interacting with building block, families interacting with each other. So find yourself a solid group of Christians, those who don't just say the word but do it, those who believe fully in it, those who are willing to act out in faith because of it. Not just the ones who go to church just on Sunday, but those who live it out. Build those relationships. Spend time with them. Get to know them. Get let them know you. Spend some time, spend some money, and enjoy each other's fellowship. As you do so, your circle will grow, your bonds will grow, your skills will grow, right? You can outsource certain things to each other. Again, I have a good medium of podcasting, so if someone wants a message to become to come across, I've got experience with a microphone. I can, I've done this enough. Maybe not, you know, exceedingly the best, but I have some experience versus someone who hasn't done this at all yet. Um, that and I also have a hobby of radios that I enjoy speaking on as well. Again, communication tends to be a good suit for me. Someone else may be better at digital marketing or, you know, those sort of things. Editing, writing, whatever it is. You have skills, you have experiences that you can trade off with each other. Ultimately, that's all community is. It's interacting with each other. So start small. It's okay. No one said this was going to take you know, two days. It's going to take a while. Rome wasn't built in a day. The greatest nation on earth wasn't built in a day. 
no matter if it was the Roman Empire, the British Empire, the American Empire, whatever other empires there may be. Because at the end of the day, we've got the victory. We know that we win because we serve the living God. So this is a highly religious episode today. Thank you all to those who stuck around to listen to it, even if you don't believe what I believe. I pray that you will one day accept the gospel of Christ, his salvation for you. I truly do. It's not my place to convict. That is his job. My job is to be his simple messenger. So men, men of God, you have a responsibility to lead, to provide safety, stability, and service to your family, to your community, to your businesses, to your churches, and ultimately to God. With that, gentlemen, take action, become the men you are called to be, the resilient men he called you to be. Thank you for listening.